This is Deborah Levy Larson in the College of Agricultural, Consumer, and Environmental Sciences at the University of Illinois. I'm filling in for Jennifer Scheich. We just finished an Ask ACES Twitter chat with Dr. Michael Ward, Associate Professor in the Department of Natural Resources and Environmental Sciences, and Dr. Jeff Braun, who is a professor and head of the department. We had a lot of great questions on Twitter, but wanted to give our experts a chance to answer those questions in a little more depth. So to begin with, um, I'd like to ask you both to tell us a little bit more about what you do in the College of ACES and about your specific research interests. This is Jeff Braun, and I'm the department head and um, a professor in the Department of Natural Resources and Environmental Sciences. My work is on conservation biology of birds and um, tropical ecology, and most of the focus of my research in the past few years has been on tropical birds, tropical birds, and climate change, and I do all my work in the Republic of Panama. This is Mike Ward. So I study bird conservation, bird behavior, and ecology. Uh, much of my work occurs in Illinois, but also throughout other parts of the U.S., and what we try to do is try to understand the behavior and ecology of birds in order to inform conservation. Thanks. So why is it that we're seeing, we seem to be seeing more and more Canada geese in cities, um, around urban ponds, and that sort of thing? So we're seeing many more species of birds in urban areas, and geese are one of those. And there's two reasons for this. One is in urban areas, we are creating more habitat. So uh, we like to live where there's trees, where there's grasslands, where there's open areas, and birds like the same thing, and so they move into these areas. The second part of this is birds are changing their behavior. And so they're birds that used to be shot at, like hawks, or to be shot at for eating your corn in your backyard. Now we're um, putting out bird feeders and we're allowing these birds. So they change their behavior to move into, into urban areas. And so the birds are moving in there, we're creating more habitat, and so we're creating the ideal conditions to have more and more species and more individuals in these urban areas. What is it about airports that attracts um, the geese, too? We've heard a lot about goose airstrikes. What's attracting them to the airport areas? Yeah, so as we get more and more birds in our urban areas, it's great for people that enjoy nature, but it also causes problems. And so for Canada geese um, particularly, they like big open areas with lots of grass. This happens to be also where airports are. Geese are several pounds, they're flying around, they're not particularly fast, and they can cause um, serious problems with collisions with aircraft. And so in airports, we need to think about how we try to keep geese away from these habitats through harassment or through changing the habitats so the geese don't like that. Because um, it's really a public health issue, a public risk where you know planes have crashed, we've lost lives, and when these uh, aircraft run into geese. So are there any benefits to having geese around in, in urban areas? Well, geese are fun to look at and whatnot, but um, birds in general in urban areas they eat insects, they eat mosquitoes, which makes a lot of people happy. Um, they can offer pollination services and whatnot. And it just makes a uh, nicer place. I mean, there's some evidence that people, once they go bird watching, it enhances their well-being. Um, there's a researcher in the, our department that works on exposure to nature, and that seems to really enhance people's uh, immune system and whatnot. So anytime you can... Uh, interact with wildlife, interact with uh, nature, such as it is in urban areas, uh, good things come from it. It just, uh, it's fun, it's something to do, and, uh, you know, generally they're fairly uh, benign things to have around. 
used to see a lot of kind of a, a silhouette of a bird on a window, and that was supposed to keep them from flying into it. Is that still the the rule of thumb to keep them away, or can you speak to that issue? Sure. So as we um, landscape run our our yard or we wherever we live, we have lots of habitat for birds. And if birds see reflections in the windows or see vegetation through the house to the other side, they will find the windows. They don't always die, but they often get hurt and sometimes do die. And so there are stickers, decals you can put on windows, but the whole idea is make the window visible to the bird. So whether the decal, sometimes it's a decal of a hawk, I don't know that really matters that much as long as a bird actually sees the window. Um, So you want to make sure that birds are seeing the window or it's not reflecting the vegetation. That way the bird doesn't fly into it. Often this happens with migrant birds, so a bird that may be bred in Canada that's moving through Illinois that doesn't know your yard. The birds that live in our in the urban areas that all year round figure out where windows are quickly, but during migration it's important to kind of uh, give the birds a little help so they know where the windows are so they don't fly into it. Let's turn a little for a few minutes about the current research that you're doing. Jeff, you do a lot of research in Panama and on how climate change impacts birds. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about that? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I've been working in Panama for about 30, 33 years now. And most of the work we've done there has been on population and community ecology of birds. But in recent years, because now we have long-term data sets or long-term data, uh, we're starting to look at the effects of climate change, especially precipitation, how much rain and when it falls on some of their populations. And most of the tropics or a good uh, part of the tropics are expected to get drier with climate change. Temperature is not as big an issue with climate change in the tropics as it is in the temperate zones. And changes in precipitation look like they're going to have fairly negative effects for a large proportion of birds that are in the tropics, especially forest birds. So this is really concerning considering that uh, uh, climate change is coming and precipitation changes, especially um, extreme precipitation events like El Nino events are getting more common. And that's very concerning for the, you know, future conservation prospects of a large number of birds because in the tropics is where a lot of avian biodiversity resides. Thanks. And, and Mike, what are you currently working on? So we have several projects going on. Um, one project we just were um, finishing up is studying the migration of birds across the Gulf of Mexico. So a lot of the our birds that migrate from Canada, migrate through Illinois, end up um, down along the beach and Gulf Shores, Pensacola area, and we had a series of um, telemetry systems to track the birds as they go to the Yucatan. So we worked on both up in Alabama, Mississippi, and then we worked across the Yucatan Peninsula. And what we found was that as long as birds have fat, they're able to make it across the Gulf of Mexico. Wind is important, but we really can't control wind. But what we can control as a conservation as society is having habitat where birds can fatten up. And so if birds are able to fatten up, they're able to make it across the Gulf of Mexico. If they aren't able to fatten up, they become shark food. And so right now we're kind of um, moving forward with that. One of my postdocs is working on looking at areas along the Gulf. So right on the Gulf Coast, people want to build condos. But if you go 10 miles in, there's opportunities to create habitat where these birds can fatten up to continue their journey to South America. Thank you both for taking time to talk with us today and especially for sharing your knowledge about birds and particularly their migration habits and behavior and how they're impacting cities and and, um, those of us who live near cities. Thanks also to you for listening to this podcast, and we hope you'll join us again next month.